You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Hi, I am Dana White, and welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. Um, I blog as Noni at aslobcomesclean.com on a daily basis. And over there, I'm Noni because Noni is short for anonymous. It's where I share my completely honest account of my personal deslobification process. Um, I give cleaning and organizing tips that are based on real life experience and that actually work for somebody who, you know, doesn't like that kind of stuff, cleaning and organizing. But anyway, thank you for joining me today. This is podcast number five. Uh, you can find links to my other podcast as well as show notes um, at aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S. Uh, like I said, this is number five. So anything I mention in here, I will link to from um, that page. Uh, just look for podcast number five. Um, aslobcomesclean.com slash connect will let you find me all over the internet, just in all of my different social media channels. Um, and also be sure that you subscribe in iTunes so that you don't miss a podcast. Okay, so this week I'm going to talk about um, my slob story. I'm going to continue that. I really thought it was going to take two weeks, and now I'm on week five, and I'm probably not done. So I'm going to share with you part five of my personal slob story, not my sob story, but my slob story. And I'm going to share a little bit about my week last week, which was far from normal, which is totally normal for me. And my second of only two decluttering questions. Yes, I have heard, seen lists of... 10 decluttering questions. I personally had too much stuff to go through to spend 10 questions on every single item that I needed to make a decision about. So I personally came up with two, only two decluttering questions. And this week, last week, I shared with you the first one in podcast number four. Um, but in podcast five this week, I will share with you that second question so that you can take that and use it in your own home today, anytime. Okay. So part number five, part five of my slob story. Um, okay, so last week I shared with you, uh, I ended with me sitting in church on the day before my second child went to kindergarten. I have three children. Um, my life was going to change. I was only going to have one kid at home for the first time in six years. And um, I was only going to have to, you know, have one nap time. I wasn't going to have to coordinate nap times anymore like I had for years. So, you know, there's no putting them down and then hoping they stay asleep while the other one gets down and then maybe getting a few minutes. No, I was actually guaranteed somewhat, um, an hour and a half, two hours a day to work on a blog, which was what I was desperate to start. I felt it in the depths of my soul that I wanted to have a blog. It was just something that I knew immediately once I realized what they were. 
But I hadn't started it because my house was a disaster. And I was afraid, well, I knew that it would take my focus even more away from my house, which was so bad. But then I also feared that if I wrote about good and true things like motherhood and parenting and being intentional with your family, well, that people would, you know, dismiss all of that um, if they found out what my house looked like. And I would be a fraud. And I couldn't handle the thought of being a fraud. So I had waited to start my blog. But I was sitting in church that day before my second child went to school. And I was... I was crying out to God and I said, okay, God, why, why will you not take this thing away from me? I had prayed many times that God would remove this messiness thing that I had because everything else in my life, when I would put my mind to it, generally I could figure it out and be successful at it. But for some reason, this was just a constant, huge struggle for me. So I prayed that, well, I was sitting in church and I was really angry. I just said, you know, here I am. I'm at a place where it's the perfect time to start a blog and I can't. I can't because my house is still a disaster, even though I've been trying for a year and a half to get it under control with this motivation of starting a blog. Well, at that point, God said to me, and I don't say that often or lightly, uh, but I heard him say right about that. And I said, that's really a great idea, God. Okay. Okay, yes, I'll write about my house, keep myself focused on figuring out why it is that my house is always a disaster, get it under control, and then I can start my real blog. Okay, okay, great. Well, right then, the name of my blog came to me, A Slob Comes Clean, which is pretty catchy. I mean, I immediately knew that I really liked that name, except that it used the word slob. And slob is a horrible, awful, detestable word. I didn't like that word. I mean, but that is the name that came to me. It had a ring to it. But you have to understand, I had never called myself a slob before that moment. In fact, I had oftenly, I had often said, you know, I'm organizationally challenged. I'm chronically disorganized, but it's not like I'm a slob. I had said those words many times. I would never admit that I was one, but that is the name that came to me. And I could not for the life of me think of another word to use other than slob. And I tried and I tried to think of something else. And, you know, I was wanting to be a writer and words are kind of my thing, but for some reason, nothing else would come to me until the next morning I woke up and thought of a different word. Um, but at that point I felt like it was too late because I'd already set up the blog. Well, So I used that word slob and I hated that word, but, um, I'm really glad now that I chose to use that word, um, for two reasons. First of all, it set me on a path of complete honesty. Um, just today, somebody had commented on the very first post that I ever wrote and I went back and I read it and I said in there, okay, this is my, this is my pledge to you, my non-existent readers, because nobody was reading my blog. I, I said, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to stop making excuses. And I, I really feel like using the word slob and not trying to sugarcoat anything, not t- trying to pretend that it wasn't that bad, using that horrible word kind of was the worst thing I could do. So I might as well be honest at that point. So it set me on that path of being completely honest with myself and, you know, with my non-existent audience at that point. Um, now, before I ex- you know, go on too much about how I was completely honest, I will explain that I set up a new email address. Um, I made up a fake name. That's why I'm Noni, short for anonymous. Um, I did not want anyone to ever trace 
my blog back to me. I had no intentions of this being my real blog. And it was just my biggest fear that somebody would stumble upon this site on the internet and they would see something and think, huh, wait a minute, that looks like Dana's house. What? Oh my goodness, that's her clutter. And I was horrified to think of that. But I had to be honest. So I had done ev- I had to be honest with myself. And part of that was just putting it out there. I put before pictures of my clutter and after pictures as I would do projects. But within this honesty, you know, I was able to be honest because I wasn't writing under my real name. I mean, nobody I knew was reading it. So it gave me this freedom to be completely honest. Kind of like when I was in, I think I was in junior high and they let me be the um, high school mascot, you know, in the big thing with, it was like a cougar with a big cougar head. And I remember it being such a moment in life for me to realize how freeing it was to be behind this mask. And, um, you know, I remember just dancing like crazy and having a great time. And my mom saying, I'm really shocked seeing you out there just being so crazy. And it just kind of was the first time when I really realized how freeing it was to be able to be yourself because you're behind a mask. Anyway, I'm no, I'm rambling at this point, but the point is that by not being, not blagging as myself, as this Noni character, I was able to be completely honest. But like I said, I didn't tell anyone. And when I say I didn't tell anyone, I mean, I didn't tell anyone. I did not tell my husband. I didn't tell my mother. Now my husband knew that I'd wanted to blog. I mean, he was all for it. He's very supportive of all my little whims that I get on, but, um, he knew I wanted to start a blog and he did notice that I was taking pictures of our dinner, but you know, I'm crazy and he, I do crazy stuff. And so he really just kind of was like, Oh, okay. I wonder what she's doing right now. But he had no idea that I had started a blog. And the reason I didn't tell him that I started my blog was that I had tried many times before to get my house under control. And he knew about all these times I'd read different books. Oh, okay. Maybe this will work. And he'd heard me say many times, okay, this is what I'm going to start doing. And he was excited probably the first 15 times in our marriage when I would say, okay, I'm going to start making changes in our house. Um, but he knew that these changes rarely lasted. And so I, I didn't, I didn't want to see that look in his eyes that, oh, uh-huh. oh, yeah, great, honey. I knew he would say he was supportive because that's how he is. But I knew that I would see in his eyes that he didn't really believe that it was going to last. And I just felt like I needed to keep this a secret. And I, I was waiting and waiting for him to see changes and notice them and say something. And then I would tell him. But I really, it was just such a fear of mine. And I was just... I'd failed so many times that just out of desperation, I thought, okay, I I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about what I'm doing. I just want to do it, which is very different because I sure like to talk about things. But um, there's another reason why I am now so glad that I called myself a slob. And I will share that with you next week um, in my next podcast. And it has a lot to do with um, the other people that I've met through this crazy journey that I never in a million years imagined I would go on. Um, and it has to do with my first comments because I lived in fear of my first comment on my blog. Cause here I was sharing my deep, dark secret, which I truly honestly believed was my secret and only mine. I did not know that there were other people in the world who struggled like I did. And so I assumed 
that my first comment was going to be someone saying, get off the internet. You're a horrible mother. You're a horrible wife. I can't believe you're saying all this. Um, but that was far from what my first comment or my first thousand comments were. So, um, anyway, but the other reason why I'm glad I use the word slob has to do with, um, the people that I've met as I've gone on this journey. So I will share that with you next week in part six, I guess, of my slob story. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. All right, next, I um, I'm going to talk about my week briefly. Last week, um, last week was crazy, which is kind of my normal. It seems like, um, but having a non-normal week is pretty normal for me. Um, I realized that, and it you know kind of broke through my delusions as I um, was supposed to write a post for a website where I'm now one of the contributing writers, and that is HeidiStJohn.com, um, and we were asked you know, if we wanted to during our introduction to write about a normal week. Well, so Monday I started taking pictures and thought, okay, I'll take a picture of, or a normal day. Monday I thought, okay, I'll take pictures of today, except that Mondays are really boring to write about because I do laundry all day, which, you know, I've written a lot about laundry and there's only so much you can say. So, um, I thought, no, this isn't, 
exciting enough of a day. I'll wait till Tuesday. Well, you know, Tuesday got a little bit crazy and we had a kickball game. That's right. My husband and I, not my kids, had a, um, we're in a league of co-ed kickball, adult kickball. And, um, so we had a kickball game last Tuesday night. And, um, the other thing that is kind of my big adjustment this year is that I am traveling an hour each way to go see, um, my in-laws one day a week. They're both in their eighties and my mother-in-laws had some major health problems, uh, since January basically. And so because of that, I have told them and committed to, um, helping them out one day a week. I run errands and all that kind of stuff. Well, the one day a week is not as much of an adjustment as my, um, I, I want to make sure that I take them a meal every day since she's really not able to cook. I want to take them a meal when I go. And, um, that means that realistically I'm either cooking two meals the night before, or I'm making double of whatever it is that I'm making for them. And the logical thing is to make double of whatever I make for them, except that my husband didn't get home till right before we had to leave for our game. And, um, Basically, that meant that he was eating potato soup in the car. And um, soup really isn't the best portable food. And I'm kind of a good, you know, I'm kind of good at portable foods with my picnic series that I've done. I mean, I'm really committed to not eating fast food when we go to my kids' baseball games and all that. So I have a ton of recipes on my website for picnic food. But yeah, I served my husband soup and said, here, eat this in the car on the way there. And he was a little bit surprised because he was like, wow. I mean, it kind of made me feel good because he said, oh, you're usually so good at this. And so I just took the compliment part of that and, you know not the um, horror that he was eating soup on the way to our kickball game. But anyway, that was our Tuesday. And I'm telling you, the whole week was just crazy. I had a speaking engagement and that and was supposed to help out at the school book fair, which I didn't end up needing to do. But it was just constantly crazy all week. Um, But things didn't get completely out of control, maybe a little bit, but not completely because I stuck with those daily habits, which are everything. Those daily habits are the make or break for keeping my house from being a total disaster. So anyway, and as I've said before, those are outlined in my ebook, 28 days to hope for your home, or you can just go look through my website and look under non-negotiable tasks. And that's where you can find, um, you know, how it is that I've come up with these, uh, daily habits that keep our house from getting crazy. So, okay. I am at minute 17 here. And I told you that I am going to, tell you my second decluttering question. Last week I shared with you my first decluttering question. I only have two because more than two and I would lose my concentration and never get through all the clutter that I've worked through in my house. Um, Decluttering question number one is if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? Not where should I look for it, but where would I look for it first? And then the second part of that question, which really isn't a question, is that Um, I have to take it there right then. And the point of that is to keep me from, um, to keep me from making a bigger mess than I had when I started, because that is one of the main things that used to keep me from decluttering was when I would declutter, I would pull everything out, make a huge mess, get distracted. And then the mess was worse than it ever was when it was hidden behind the cabinet door or the closet door or whatever. And so decluttering used to just it was hard to ever make any real progress. So even though it takes longer for me to take each individual item where it goes right that very second, it ends up 
Um, meaning that no matter at what point I get distracted, which I always do get distracted somewhere, then I've made progress and my home is better off for it. So decluttering question number two is if I needed this item, would it ever occur to me that I already had one? Like ever occurred to me that I already had one. Because the thing about decluttering is that it's the fun part of decluttering is that it's really kind of like Christmas, you know, because you go through this drawer that you haven't seen the bottom of in years and you pull things out and you go, I forgot I had this. This is really cool because it's something that you bought maybe at a garage sale for 25 cents and thought, wow, this is a steal. I can't believe I'm getting this. And you find things in there that you just think, oh, that is so neat. Yes. I remember why I bought this. I just never remembered that I had it. Well, I had to come to the point where I realized that it did not do me any good to have something in my house and not know that I had it in my house. Okay. So I told myself if I didn't know this existed, if I had no idea that I had one of these, now it's different. If I know I have one And I would have looked everywhere for it to find it. But if I truly come across something that I did not know I had, no matter how cool it is, I need to get rid of it. I need to stick it in the donate box. Because the truth is, if I don't know I have it, then I'm just going to go buy another one. And then I'm going to end up with two of this item that I obviously don't use every day. And the second one, most likely after a while, will end up at the bottom of another drawer and my clutter is double in that one item. So I had to give myself permission to say, if I don't, if I didn't remember I had it, I need to get rid of it. But that's kind of a catch 22 because the thing about those kind of items is even though I didn't know that I had it, um, Once I need the item after I already decluttered it and put it in the donate box, then I am going to remember that I had it. Okay. And that's a really tough place to be because it can produce some major decluttering regret, which I've experienced in my life, which only would contribute to my actual, you know, desire to just keep everything just in case. But, um, I had to let that go. I had to say, you know what? I may regret this someday, but if I don't declutter it, then it's just going to stick here, stay here and, you know, be this mass of stuff that I don't know what to do with. And if I do get rid of it, then however long that is, those maybe two months, three months, a year between now when I'm decluttering it and a year from now when I've realized that I need it and, you know, regret having decluttered it. Um, I just have to tell myself that those that period of time where this space has been decluttered is worth it to me because my family has been able to enjoy a more functional home for that amount of time. Okay. So that was, that's part of, you know, me being able to get rid of stuff that I can totally see the possibilities in is just accepting that, um, if I didn't know I had it, I would never have come to this drawer to look for it because I didn't even know that it existed. Um, the example that I give on that is, um, what I came up with these two decluttering questions when I was decluttering a junk drawer, which does not follow my visibility rule, 
but it was one of the places that I started because that's where a lot of people start when they're trying to declutter. So I was decluttering this junk drawer and I came up with the, okay, go take it there right now. But then I came up with this second rule when I came across a package of glow in the dark bracelets. And these bracelets were from a project that my oldest child, who was now in second grade, that he had, um, his teacher in kindergarten had asked me to send glow in the dark bracelets for some go to the moon project or whatever that they were doing. Well, my second child was in kindergarten at that very moment with the same teacher that my oldest child had. And so there was a really, really fantastic chance that I was going to get a note in the next several months that said, please send glow in the dark bracelets. And so it was so tempting to me to keep those glow in the dark bracelets instead of donating them. But that was when I realized, you know what, these things are worth a dollar. I'm probably going to have to get several packages anyway. And here's just one package. So I'm going to have to run to the store anyway. It is worth it to me. That dollar is worth it to me to let go of this stress of having this item that I don't know what to do with, that doesn't have a real place in my home where I would actually go look for it, that I didn't even know I had. It's worth a dollar to me to get rid of that item and then have to go and buy it again later. Does that make sense? So it was really... um, it's tough. I mean, that to me is one of the hardest things is, is I believe that people who struggle with clutter are very creative people and we see the possibilities in everything. We think, oh my goodness, I could use this for such and such. But the truth is I don't half the time. And even when I do come across a reason, there's usually something else in my house because I am pretty creative that I could use instead Or I can run out to the Dollar Tree and get another package or six more packages or whatever for a dollar a piece. And that is not worth the stress of having all this clutter. So, um. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. So that's my second decluttering question. Um, next week I'm going to share with you, um, more decluttering tips. Uh, you can find all these decluttering tips all written out, um, on my website under a slob slash decluttering, or maybe you have to go to the categories tab and then click on decluttering anyway. And it takes you to lots of different, um, decluttering methods that I have as well as my ebook drowning in clutter, which the, um, Subtitle for that is don't grab a floaty during the ocean, which means you need to, you know, get rid of what you can't handle, whatever you can't keep under control and keep organized, you don't need in your house. And that's just what I've personally learned and come to this conclusion that I cannot handle as much stuff as I once thought I needed to have. And it's helped me see that I don't need all that stuff. Um, okay. So this 
podcast is a little bit rambly and I'm sorry about that, but I would love it if you, um, if you relate to these podcasts, if you would leave a review in iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it. And I will, um, see you next week for, um, podcast number six, but this again was podcast number five. You can go to a slob comes com slash podcasts. And, um, I will have a link there to, um, the information that I have referred to in this podcast, like that decluttering, um, category and the ebook and all those kinds of things and to the cleanercom Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.